Hi there, and welcome to episode four of the Agency of E-Commerce podcast entitled Internet of Things. Now, where would we be really without Kit and Knight Rider and David Hasselhoff? But honestly, that was one of the first exposures I recall of a device, a product actually talking back. This conversation with Jeff Nechtel from Exchange Solutions will be going deep into the topic of IoT, the devices that we've all come to know, love, perhaps hate, and the impact they may be having for e-commerce retailers and brands. If you don't have a plan in your strategy for these devices, you might want to consider it, and hopefully this podcast will give you some ideas. Thanks. Welcome to episode four of the Agents of E-Commerce podcast. Today's topic is going to be the Internet of Things, also known as IoT, one of my favorite TLAs, which stands for three-letter acronym. Anyway, so I'm here with Jeff Nechtel, who is uh, the Senior Director of Product Management at Exchange Solutions. We're here in Toronto at their home base. And uh, I've just recently started to work with Jeff, but he definitely has a passion for this topic, as well as some of the devices and the potential. And uh, Jeff, you could do a little introduction as well. Yeah, so I've been at Exchange Solutions for uh, more than 10 years, and uh, I come from a development background. So I've always been uh, extremely hands-on about uh, technology and, and projects and so forth. And uh, and that's sort of what I take into product management as well. I'm, I'm focused on uh, uh, the business goals of the product, but also I've never kind of left the details and the and the, uh, the the technical pieces and certainly uh, the new things that are on the horizon. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of new going on right now. I think, you know, today as we speak, uh, last couple of days was, was Prime Day for Amazon. And one thing I saw and one of the biggest discounts that Amazon was touting was their devices. The Alexa, the Echo were marked down significantly. And um, my assumption is and my thinking is that what we're going to see from this point forward is a huge proliferation of those devices and Amazon leveraging them in, in only the way that Amazon can. So I think it's will be interesting to see. And I think that this this podcast is fairly timely um, as we look into Alexa, Echo, Google, all the different devices that are out there and, and, and the interactions that are happening. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's incredible. I mean, voice specifically in terms of Internet of Things. Um, has obviously caught on in a very, very big way uh, with Google, with uh, Cortana, with uh, Alexa, with Siri. And all of those products in the market space are expanding um, massively. And all of them tend to have an e-commerce element. I know that uh, 
obviously Alexa allows you to buy subscriptions of things and uh, individual products and adding a shopping list to your, uh, you, you can add a shopping list from Alexa, which is very convenient when you're in a kitchen and, you know, need paper towel or what have you. Uh, but also the move of uh, Google's partnership with Walmart is going to be uh, uh, extremely huge. And I think that that's uh, uh, setting up a battle for the Titan <laughs> of, of the Titans between Google and uh, Amazon and, and Walmart on Google's side. Yeah, we, we discussed that yesterday when Jeff and I were talking. I mentioned that during the Prime Day, I went and bought a Google Home device through Walmart. I was surprised to see the prices dropped and I had not realized that that connection was there. So you know, when we talk about this concept of, of these devices, one thing that I, I read recently is sort of it's the evolution of the user experience UX to make itself invisible, sort of make it seamless through uh, how you live as opposed to you having to interact with things. Um, I read another quote this Internet of Things enables people to accomplish tasks and their lives without thinking about technology. You know, this, this view that the screen is a burden uh, it's an obstacle between you and your goals. Uh, that's actually from Golden Krishna, who is uh, one of the designers for Google. So there's this this vision that that we can move beyond uh, the interactions that we have on keyboard on screen. You know, kind of like Kit in in uh, Knight Rider, as we let into this the audio on that. Yeah, and and that's that's becoming uh, more and more uh, realistic. A uh, uh, a thing as uh, Alexa, Cortana. I know uh, there are a number of dash dash cam devices that you can now buy for cars, which uh, incorporate one or more of the of the uh, major voice agents that are out there. Um, so you could, of course, ask for directions in, in restaurants and so forth. But uh, I think that that there is a e commerce opportunity there as well. Definitely. And it gets a little bit scary because we're distracted enough as drivers um, <laughs> trying to correct Siri when she's trying to do something for you in the car. But again, it's one of those things where uh, the, the car is another device where interactions are becoming more seamless and it's doing a lot of automated thinking on your behalf, too. Yep. Cool. So so you know, one thing I wanted to, to talk to you about, you know, we, we're, we're getting into the retail aspects and, and specifically with e-commerce uh, but, you know, you mentioned some of the aspects of Amazon and subscription services and, and how it is uh, getting involved in that space for itself and for others. You'd mentioned that Amazon uh, has has a bigger picture viewpoint of, of where it sits in this ecosystem. And maybe you could speak a little bit about that. Yeah, I think AWS uh, has kept itself rel- I mean, as the uh, cloud service that Amazon provides, has kept itself fairly separate from the retail space, and possibly because it's you know concerned that one day it will be broken up into into multiple separate companies, um, but uh, AWS um, you know does not does not uh, discourage other retailers from getting involved in uh, using its services in order to promote its goods. Um, you could certainly build an Alexa app of yourself, and and you could build one in in Google Home, and you can build one in Cortana, you can build one in Siri as well. Um, that uh, uh, helps people uh, determine what the right product for them is or to actually sell them. And it, it doesn't lock you into the um, fulfillment services of any one of the, the major cloud provisioners. Uh, you can fulfill yourself simply by uh, building your Alexa app. Or in fact, uh, Amazon provides the very hardware from Alexa that, that you can build your own branded 
voice agent and you can power that through the cloud as well and you can sell your goods uh, uh, through that. Um, and of course, it's not limited just to the, the voice, the uh, uh, Amazon Dash concept of having a button that when you're short on uh, Kleenex or something, you can click the button and or pet food and uh, immediately that thing gets uh, delivered. Um, that too is available uh, uh, right off the shelf and you can brand it and send it to your customers and give them ways of, of requesting your product when they need it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the concept of convenience that these devices can enable are pretty amazing. But, you know, when you flip it back to the retailer side, you know, it seems like they're going to start to have more and more options as to how they engage in this space, whether they're going to build their own sort of device uh, or leverage the platforms that exist or jump on board with the Walmart slash marketplaces, Amazon marketplaces. It, it, it seems to be the type of thing where if you don't have a strategy as a retailer uh, or a brand and a product company, it needs to be part of your thinking because that's where people are moving their shopping preferences. Yeah, the 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 web store is really is a fundamental part of your e-commerce uh, strategy, but but certainly things don't uh, things don't end there. It's becoming more pervasive in life when you can go and order things. And I know that some of the technologies blur, like Apple TV, which now supports Siri and uh, the Kindle Fire, uh, Kindle, is it uh, Amazon Fire TV that supports. Um, Alexa, and that gives you the ability not only to interact with a customer with voice, but to show images and pictures and, and advertisements. Um, if you ask to the uh, Alexa on a Fire TV of, of show me some different brands of cars, it would show you images of the different cars and you can go and navigate that way. Yeah. So, so I think we're definitely seeing these, these potential starting to, to hit the market in lots of different ways. From your perspective, what what are some of the things that these devices aren't good for at this point? I mean, it's not the right tool for every job. Yeah, um, I think in general, these are things that are not uh, necessarily aimed at uh, product discovery so much as they are um, to buy things that you have at the uh, uh, at your fingertips. So you know you need something. Um, you're in a situation and you would like to order it immediately. That's that's kind of the sweet spot um, to uh, be able to action a need that you have right now. But in terms of of researching, particularly if it's a complicated product, um, you're not going to be able to get all the way to ground just from uh, a voice interface um, or even through some of the other uh, IoT type, uh, type things. I know that uh, image recognition is becoming uh, a new thing right now. Amazon has their deep lens. Um, there are a few other products that are, that are similar to that, um, that you can use that to do facial recognition or recognize uh, motions of people so that uh, when people are performing a specific activity, it can recognize that, that somebody is doing that. I mean, this is starting to get into the point where it's, the creepy and cool is kind of uh, uh, half and half, but uh, there's no there's no doubt it's incredibly convenient for those that um, uh, are kind of uh, people who at least can get over the the initial creep factor. Which um, you know, I guess it was creepy a little while ago that everyone would have a listening device in their phone, uh, you know, a listening device in their pocket. But in fact, we all carry a, a monitoring device with us <laughs> at all times in the form of our smartphones. Um, Eventually, we've just sort of grown to either trust it naively or not uh, that uh, the companies have decided not to just listen to everything we say. 
Yeah, oh, definitely. It's <laughs> I, I find that I've spent a lot of my career living on that creepy edge. Uh, that wait, that came out wrong. <laughs> that's that's my personal life. Sorry, <laughs> the two bleed into each other sometimes. But um, no, but I do think it's 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 a conscious effort. I think you mentioned things like visual search. There's some really interesting developments there. I'm hoping to get. Uh, a podcast on that as well. Specifically, I know that uh, some companies like Home Depot allow you to take a picture of a, a screw or something, and they're able to find that product using the technologies there uh, for image and processing. Um, so I think we're talking about you know different use cases here. So you know one of the things I, I wonder as a retailer, flipping that my hat on, um, you know, so so what do I do? Like where we're we at now, I, I have to come up with a strategy. Do you have any sort of ideas about? Getting into the game, what what options do I want to think about as I move forward and, and understand some of these devices and these tools? Yeah, I think the best way to do it right now is really just to start using them yourself. I mean, you ha- you need to get that firsthand experience. It's uh, uh, to become a user and, and really understand what the customer that uses those devices is thinking about. Um, you know, we we've had uh, uh, a lot of success with some. Um, uh, initial forays into this kind of thing with uh, uh, sports retail companies and other other types of companies that we've built uh, uh, voice applications for, um, and uh, you you really have to get into the mind of your customer and particularly those that uh, are starting to use this. And I, I should point out that um, uh, there was a study done a little bit ago. Uh, the, the demographics of the users of this kind of technology are generally more affluent than the average uh, consumer. And that's, that's a a factor you can consider as well. I mean, a a while ago, those with smartphones were the affluent uh, elite and now smartphones are becoming more pervasive and you have this next wave of technology and uh, early adopters, you know, tend to be, tend to be uh, uh, more affluent uh, consumers than, than your average consumer. And that's an interesting and valuable uh, segment to go after as well. You know, I think when you, one of the things that, you know, back in the day in some early e-com targeting, uh, people were doing treating people on Apple devices better because they also were in this yeah. higher level of uh, economic stratosphere. And that's an interesting you know, way to look at your audience. So, so I think from a retailer standpoint, those in the higher end products and services may need to move faster. Because mm-hmm. that's where their customers are already, yeah. um, you know. And, and maybe you could speak a little bit more. You, you mentioned a little bit of some of the work that you've done in this space, and uh, maybe tell them maybe some of the stories uh, of yourself and your your trials, maybe here and working with some of these devices as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's generally been uh, positive. We've you know all of the uh, the the demonstrations and customer feedback that we've uh, received from. Uh, uh, different forays into, you know, into, into IOT type interactions with customers, um, have, uh, have generally been positive. Um, the, uh, uh, we've, we've really been focusing on convenience. I think that, that is the, that is the key driver of all of these things is, is what's the convenience. Uh, so with a, with a sports retailer that also, uh, drove events, the idea is to have, uh, uh, access to uh, loyalty programs, but also ac- easy access to order tickets or or uh, uh, get merchandise and so forth. And of course, in the uh, that's particularly ideal for um, a sports entertainment kind of uh, field where people are aware of the brand of, of the team that they follow and uh, can access some um, 
you know, know that they want a shirt, a jersey for the game, or or know that they want uh, tickets to the upcoming game, and and already don't need to do any real discovery as to what the difference between platinum and gold seating is. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, straightforward. They they are a knowledgeable group, and uh, uh, and and therefore it works really well. So again, you kind of have to think about what. Um, uh, segment of the market or what 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 what's the demographics of your customer but um, certainly when your customer is extremely aware and cognizant about your product uh, all of the the voice interactions work work well because they know what they want um, you just need to make sure that you're there when they suddenly have that impulse um, and I think I think maybe that's the key that these kinds of technologies, allow every moment to be an impulse moment. Um, and, uh, and you don't want to miss those impulse moments. Definitely. You want to be there when they're ready. Yeah. And if they can do it more easily, more conveniently through a, vo- a voice-based interaction. And irrevocably. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. So um, I think that that's a good point as far as the, 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 the mod- modes of transaction that seem to be... Uh, moving more quickly in this space. Uh, maybe you could speak to some of the other interesting developments that you have come across. I know that the Amazon obviously is a first mover, but they're doing some interesting things in, in other aspects of, of retail and other, other verticals as well. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the interesting thing about IoT is that all of um, the, uh, it, it, it's an open ecosystem. So if you can think of a hardware uh, application for retail, uh, you know, you, you can build your own device. It, it, it is becoming easier and easier every day to design your own device that does something that is um, particularly niche. Whether you're integrating this into your product uh, that you sell as a retailer to help make um, the customer's life, you know, more con- more convenient, or uh, uh, whether this is something that um, you're going to have to help promote your your own brand and, and use it as a acquisition tool or a uh, you know an impulse collection tool, but um, uh, cameras and and uh, and sensors and buttons and levers and anything that you can think of um, is available and coupled with uh, machine learning um, to do recognition of various things and. Uh, uh, prediction. I mean, I mean, th- this is really just an extension of the web. Uh, there's no one that doesn't uh, run, you know, Google Analytics or or uh, uh, Adobe Marketing Cloud to go and capture the clickstream to try to understand their customer. You can think of all of these other devices, which are essentially sensors that are being put into the customer's home for the purpose of, um, you know, providing convenience for their lives. Um, there are lots of things and, and, you know, you have to make sure that you're not crossing the line here that, uh, uh, that, uh, you're being very, very clear and, and getting permission to, uh, collect the data when, when you are collecting it. But there is some great insight to be had into the customer and, to, and understanding how they live, um, by incorporating your presence into the internet of things. Um, you, you get to know a lot more of their life than just what they click when they're on your website. That's a good point. I think uh, you know, the, the deeper you get into that relationship or the, the more that the, the customer allows you to engage, there is a lot of data that can be leveraged, both for good and bad, uh, as we all know. Uh, one topic you know, I've thought about that doesn't get as much coverage, but I'm interested in your take, 
is sort of the IoT world, but of device to device, right? We've focused a lot in this conversation on the, the human interactions, but I do think that, and you mentioned some of these open ecosystems, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of potential for these systems to talk to each other and create value there as well, um, that we will benefit as the human sort of in the in the system, but more often than not, there'll be things happening outside of us that, that exist. Just interested in, in your take on that. Yeah, I mean, there are some applications where that is required. And um, uh, so one, one of the things is automated cars. People are talking about car automation and so forth. And uh, there are lots of systems that allow uh, cars to talk to each other, just like planes talk to each other, which um, enables things like uh, uh, being able to eliminate traffic lights. The cars talk to each other. They just perfectly interleave with each other. Everything's automated. Um, and all of a sudden, you've you've doubled, tripled, or quadrupled the throughput of your highways, and you don't have to build all the highways if you just you know ban drivers from cars. I'm, and- I'm sold. If you could just solve the... <laughs> Get out of the left lane going slowly problem. That would that would make my life better. But I, I hear you. That that is definitely anyone that pulls up to a red light when there's no one around. Boy, wouldn't that be great if 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 there is some proximity yeah. capability there? Yeah, and, and and there's been a lot of sort of mesh communications technology, which is essentially what that is, um, uh, in the academic space. But I haven't seen it in sort of mainstream IoT. Um, uh, probably primarily because uh, the companies that push this thing, that like like uh, the Amazon Web Services or the Google Cloud, um, it, it would kind of um, eliminate their their power to some extent, right? So I, I don't know that it's it's really really pushed um, mm-hmm. these sort of democratizing things. And then when they are, I mean, another example of something democratizing, which is current, is um, uh, you know blockchain currency, which um, eliminates the needs for central banks and other things. And uh, uh, of course, when corporations like IBM have gotten involved, it's, oh, how you build your private blockchain that you can control. And uh, so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, th- there are some applications that will force that, um, uh, just like just like uh, aircraft talk today. I mean, there's no no question that, that uh, uh, point-to-point communication is important, but... Um, uh, you know, maybe somebody will come out there with the idea that allows, uh, you know, the ultimate ultimate garage sale app that uh, <laughs> allows, uh, uh, you know, point to point selling of things that are cluttering your garage as you walk by the house. But uh, Craigslist, if you're listening, <laughs> I think he's, he's looking for you to step in and fill that void. That's right. Great. No, I think that's that's interesting stuff. And this concept of the public private you mentioned that amazon is sort of opening up their ecosystem to a point to a point it's still you still <laughs> flow through their their web services and mm-hmm. still that the, the goal is to uh make it easy to use their web services but they're not really in the hardware game um they make some interesting stuff but uh, they also give you the ability to copy alexa if you would like to and if you can somehow sell them more than Jeff Bezos, then... <laughs> yeah, this looks like they're being kind of smart too. with that threat of the monopoly yeah. uh, risk. They're trying to sort of, no, no, we just do this, and everyone else can be yeah. part of that ecosystem too. Great. Cool. Well, this has been this has been good. So, um, you know, before we go, Jeff, I didn't know if there's any sort of other areas or topics that you wanted to sort of bring up or discuss, or, you know, if it works for you, we could, we could wrap this up. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the... The, the thing that's connected to this is, of course, uh, machine, machine learning and artificial intelligence to be able to do extremely clever things with um, 
uh, the sensor data that's out there, and you can see that in products. I know that it was announced a little while, uh, a little while ago that uh, Amazon um, uh, had a patent for uh, predictive shipping. So the idea was that uh, based on a um, a prediction model, they can determine whether you are so likely to buy something, they're just going to send it to you anyway. And you can return it if you want. They'll, they'll, they'll bring it back. But the idea is that it'll just arrive at your door and they know you want it um, because all of the, uh, uh, the various points of interaction you've had with the company have led their prediction algorithm to be so certain that they'll just ship it to you. And then you look in your door and it's like, hey, I always wanted that. And, and if you want to return it, They'll they'll uh, they'll let you return it and maybe even give you a bonus for it, but uh, that's not out yet. That's that's merely a a patent that they've filed uh, that people have have raised eyebrows at, and uh, but but looks like it's it's plausible. Wow, I, I hope they've learned from I guess the classic Target mistake. I'm not sure if that story where Target knew thought they knew everything about their audience and right. uh, essentially sent uh, some pregnancy related coupons and products <laughs> to this young woman at home with her parents yes, yes. and her parents were like why the heck are they sending this stuff turns out she used a certain number of moisturizers and vitamins that were telltale signs of pregnancy and in fact she was pregnant parents weren't aware and that kind of blew up and someone actually at target i think admitted yeah that's what we do <laughs> no. so uh, but this is this is the next level and it'll be interesting yeah. i'm sure there'll be some interesting stories about about that god i hate to see what they would think i would be about wanting to buy but that's that's another conversation <laughs> anyway all right well jeff thank you very much for the time i appreciate it and uh, we'll definitely be probably talking in the future as well about these uh devices and i think the, the the world will be changing very quickly as we watch it all right thanks very much well, thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Agency of E-Commerce podcast. If you have any ideas or suggestions for other topics, please feel free to reach out to me at efmiller at gmail.com. And you have my permission to go ahead and share this podcast with anyone that might find it interesting, as well as go on iTunes and leave me your ratings and reviews. That's all for this week. Thank you.